0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Soccer Report Podcast. I am here with my co-hosts, Nico and Dante. We're going to be talking TFC, Team Canada, a little bit of stuff from around the world. It's going to be an amazing show. We want to start off by thanking our sponsors who we could not be here without. We want to thank Cataldi Fresh Market. They've got two locations. First location is in Woodbridge at Market Lane, and they've got a second location in Toronto, Lawrence and Keele area. Check out Cataldi, and thank you to them for sponsoring this podcast. We also want to thank our friends uh, at Nine Round Kickboxing Fitness. Louis has got two locations, one in Bonn and another one in Maple. Please support them because they are community-based. They support the community, they support soccer, and we need you to support them. So thank you to them. This is a crazy week. We just had an amazing week of soccer. We had Team Canada beat the USA for the first time in 34 years. We had TFC make it to the next round of the playoffs by beating our DC United opponents in overtime, five to one. There's a lot to talk about today. I think we can get started. The first thing I'm gonna say is, I was wrong, I said TFC would be eliminated, and actually when they went into overtime, I swear to God I thought it was done. I said they lost momentum, it's over, they're going to lose in overtime, and then they shocked and awed, everyone ended up winning 5-1. to one. Our boy, the local boy, Richie Larea, ends up coming on, game changer for me. What do you guys think about the game? Let's do a little bit of a recap. Dante,
1: Nico? There's a way you don't lose in penalty kicks, and that's by dominating extra time so you don't have to get to penalty kicks. I mean, anybody who's not a real soccer fan and you hear 5-1 in overtime doesn't make sense because how do you get four goals in overtime? But my God, four goals in 15 minutes by Toronto FC. I don't know who spoke up at all. At the end of the game in yeah. the in the bench or whatever who was was it vanny
0: yelling something was it went down something, something just down. clicked and like that next
1: 15 minutes was a different team they came out firing on all cylinders yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely and and shout out to the canadian boys because azorio and Larea really yeah. stepped up and i got to credit them it, it's a credit to canadian soccer a credit yeah. to them they came out they were on fire you saw azorio was a man on a mission In that overtime he had a massive impact on that result would you agree dante oh
2: i couldn't agree more jonathan azorio man keep it up man especially without alcador and gonzalez we're you know our heads were down and heading into the game but my goodness jonathan azorio absolutely incredible and we definitely needed him and he stepped up and he delivered like a captain that he is on the team.
0: Absolutely, and I was surprised by a bunch of players. Last night, first goal, Marky Delgado. I've been saying all season, why the hell does this guy keep playing? (laughs) I guess we know why, because when it counts and it's playoff time, he finally scores. So, Marky Delgado, shout out to you. You finally did it. You deserve to stay on, although I still would have subbed you out we had, uh, we had a couple of substitutions which were questionable, but I was happy about uh, the coach bringing Larea on. I think that oh, was a wise substitution. So, yeah. um, and we saw a lot of players sort of step it up where I didn't think that they would have. We also saw more come in uh, towards the end. What do you guys think about the team without Altidore, without Gonzalez? What do you think about it? The team without Altidore at first was
1: scary because Altidore brings a lot of goal threats. Then when I saw Gonzalez had a late hurt, my heart stopped. I thought it was done right there Absolutely. because you know what? We were averaging, I think they were averaging 1.8 goals against, and then when we brought him in, it brought down to 1.1 against like he's made that yep. much of a difference Massive on our team. Impact. that guy is one of the core players on our team now when he's when he's yep. playing his defense is yep. unreal and Simon let's call a spade a spade he hasn't had a good year yep, right. he's a great player but you know age looks like he's been catching up with him he's yep. not been great but yesterday he dialed back the clock and he played like he did when he was MLS defender of the yep. year three years back because he yep. played great Mavinga played great it looked like they weren't missing a beat without him there yep. granted I hope that he's back Wednesday for New York City but they all played great yesterday it was tough without them. Obviously, we'd much rather have them here, but they played well all around them. One, we're going to shout out to sorry on that. You know what? Big shout out to Nick Deleon, too, a sub that yep, came in. Yep, he up. made a big game changer yep. as well. Scored a beautiful goal all against a team that let him go for nothing, D.C. last year. Nice, you know We don't need him. TSE <laughs> came in, swapped him up, said thank you very much, and he came in and powered home an
0: amazing
1: goal. Yes, last night. Bar right, down. Right, down.
0: <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, so I've got to be a little bit of the bearer of bad news. So for all of this great... Um, commentary that we're doing for TFC. I got to say the reason I think they made it to the extra time was because of the goaltending. We've been talking about goaltending all year long. Uh, the goaltending was shaky, but I got to tell you, Westberg came out there and he stood on his head. He made some amazing saves right from close range. I got to credit him with keeping the team alive and getting to that extra time. Would you agree, Dante?
2: Oh, absolutely. So Quinton Westberg, you stoned Wayne Rooney I don't know how many times in that game. And then there was another chance with uh, Kamara, where it was a, a, just a crazy giveaway. But it's okay, you know. That's why we got Quinton Westberg. You know, he stoned them when we needed him. And my goodness, if, if, if it wasn't for him, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, well, when they admission <laughs> signed
0: him, I wasn't sure. He doesn't have the goalie look. He doesn't have that that tall stature. Like a beast yeah, look, he just, yeah, he just doesn't like the D.C. United goalie, to me, looked like he could play a linebacker position, right, for New England he Patriots. Tall, he's, a, he's a beast. <laughs> But Westberg doesn't have that stature, yeah. right? But he definitely had the agility and the perceptional skills to stay on his line. He remained cool and calm, and he was able to make some amazing, incredible saves. Yeah, right? no, West yeah.
1: Westbrook played out of his mind. He played fantastic. He stood on his head between the between the posts, and that's what you need. You know, everyone always talks about in hockey. You can go as far in the playoffs as long as your goalie gets hot. If Westbrook's right. starting to get hot now, watch yeah. out. Perfect
0: timing, perfect time, especially for New York. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Wayne Rooney, because it was probably his last game. And no, it was definitely was his last game yeah. in the MLS. He's moving back to England next year. Um, I did not see the Wayne Rooney of old. The old Wayne Rooney. Uh, you know pissed blood and vinegar like this guy was a beast on the field I watched him play live when he was with Manchester United and literally I'd have to say he was probably one of the best players of that era of the Manchester United era like after David Beckham um, there's so many great players that came out of Manchester tonight, but I would definitely say Wayne Rooney was one of them. He's up there.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: What I saw last night was not the Wayne Rooney of old, and we talked about this. Age catches up with everyone, and I think it was pretty evident.
1: Dar- Darby County is really regretting making him a player and a coach. They're hoping maybe we could just settle for coach because he better be comfortable with subbing his own ass out because he does not deserve to play on the pitch with these yeah. boys anymore. Yeah, he, he, my walked God. For,
0: he walked for 90 minutes last night.
1: He was a non-difference maker. Like, no. you know what, he, in my opinion... <laughs> he was the player of the match for TFC because we were all so worried about Wayne Rooney, that's and right. he did nothing. Yeah. He flubbed two easy chances, easy yeah. chances, chances that most players yeah. score, yeah, flubbed them, right. and then he played left back for half the game. Yeah, and yeah. It was, too much. Which was
0: completely insane because even a Wayne Rooney not at 100%, I still think with the ball, is a threat. Yeah, 100%. And, and we saw that yesterday. He didn't score, but he had the opportunities. So why would he go back and play defense? Made no sense whatsoever <laughs> unless he was just tired or he was Exhausted, hurt or something yeah. was up. Um, it did not benefit DC United at all, and I did not think that he, he should have been there. He absolutely should not have been there. If I were the coach, I would not have had him there.
1: So how, how do you tell him when he's his own coach next year? Yeah, that's going to play where I he guess, wants, you know? He's got the role at Derby next year,
0: so... Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. But a sad way to see a player like that leave the MLS, I thought he was going to give it his all. He wanted to make a real playoff run. Um, I, I expected a different Wayne Rooney. I was really disappointed um, not for because DC United didn't make it, obviously we're TFC fans, but <laughs> I was disappointed as a soccer fan to see a player of Wayne Rooney's caliber sort of demote himself to that level.
1: Well, you know, and, and I want to bring up probably my favorite moment of the game yesterday. Was, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the English um, uh, wives and girlfriends of soccer yeah, athletes, yeah. but Wayne Rooney's wife and... Um, uh, Jamie Vardy's wife have been having a very public spat and as Wayne Rooney was walking to take a corner, someone right in the corner kick had a picture of Jamie Vardy's wife, Rebecca Vardy, big head of her and just held it up as he's walking there to take the corner and I laughed and I laughed. My best moment of the game, whichever fan that was that did that hilarious. <laughs> it was it was classic, everyone was having a good laugh at it. Must it, have so.
0: played with his psyche a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? Which <laughs> is great. So now we face New York uh, on Wednesday. Yeah what's the outcome of this game can tfc beat new york
2: well we'll see like i I think it's going to be a tough game toll uh i mean i predicted earlier we win the first one and we're going to lose this one i don't want to be that guy i think if if we have Gonzalez in this lineup we could definitely take new york we've taken it to big teams as nico alluded to in other podcasts before us but uh tfc you know you guys got the heart of lions right now we got all the momentum New York's been sitting there comfortably, cozy, in the cold New York for a very long time. And they could show some rust. So who knows? We get them out early. We kick
1: them in the mouth, punching, whatever. You know, two more things to add on that. First of all, it's not really a home game for New York anymore. Because as you know, it's not being played at Yankee Stadium. (laughs) It's being played at City Field because they had to postpone in case the Yankees made that World Series, which they didn't, Um, (laughs) just to throw that out there. But yeah, so that City Field, it's a different surface, you know, it's a different area. So there is that, that little effect too. Second thing, what the hell, MLS? tfc plays a hard game on saturday and you make them go in five days travel or five four days travel to new york and have to play another one-off playoff game wait a week like what what was next saturday and sunday unavailable for times like it's a joke i know they want to get everything done before the next international window which i can understand but these are your playoffs this is the biggest part of your season and you're rushing through it Especially when you got so many knocks on our team. Like even during the game yesterday, Lorea went down for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Mavingo went down for a That's little right. bit. Like yeah. we have a lot of knocks on our guys. We need as much time as possible to get them fully fit. And we have a quick turnaround to the next playoff game against the first place
0: team. It's a joke. Yeah, and the, and the key to playoffs and going all the way is trying to have a healthy side. If you don't have that healthy side and you lose key guys, like I hope Mavinga's okay. Because he, he really stepped up yesterday. It was huge. But we hope he's okay because otherwise without him, and Gonzalez, we're in big trouble.
1: It, if oh, I yeah. swear to God, if I see Zavaleta on that pitch Wednesday, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to turn off my TV. I'm going to go to bed because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right? uh, I'm <laughs> like, going to cry. I'm going to cry. It's like heartbreaking.
0: So uh, what did you guys think of the atmosphere yesterday at BMO? Now, we know it wasn't sold out. I could see it. There were empty seats at the top levels. There were even empty seats on the ends. Um, and it was proclaimed TFC Day by Mayor John Tory. And we still couldn't (laughs) sell it out. Do you guys think that after Jovenco we lost some luster, that Ponzuelo couldn't recover? Like, we thought Ponzuelo would be the next Jovenco, but we see it wasn't sold out. What's going on in Toronto? Is there just too much going on? The Leafs are playing Boston. Um, There's other stuff happening in the city. Uh, Why can we not sell this out? A big game with a Wayne Rooney there, we don't sell out the stadium. What's going on?
1: Tr- Toronto made BMO too big. I think you know, yeah. thirty-five thousand seats for a for a local soccer. It's, it's local soccer team. You know, right. MLS isn't as big as it could be. Thirty-five thousand seats to sell out for a soccer game. That's gonna be tough to do. You know, look at the Argos in there. They barely get ten thousand, right? right? And no one's really talking about the CFL have a chance of succeeding? <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of seats. And you know what? To be fair to them, they did sell out quite a bit. Like I, I'd say, I don't, I wasn't, I couldn't hear. What they um, um, what they did, what the actual and number the was, but I'd, I'd, I'd say you're probably looking around thirty thousand for that game, maybe yeah, just under which to me is not bad. That's still ten thousand more than they get at any a full capacity in the Scotiabank yeah. Arena, right? True, so, yeah. so it's not bad. I think there might be a little bit of a worry, like you said, how can they not sell out a playoff game like that? But Leafs and Boston, you know, there's some other factors there. It's tough. It's just you got to get to the realization soccer is not where it will be in Canada anytime soon. You
0: know. So I know everyone in Canada in the soccer community is trying to push towards the World Cup 2026. We saw it with the, the Canada-US game, which was a phenomenal game. That game wasn't sold out either, yeah. and you would think more Canadians would come and support. Canada ends up winning first time in 34 years, which was phenomenal. It's a big game. Again, we had some local boys really shine. Larea, yeah. um, who played phenomenally well. This kid's on a streak. Why do we not back soccer? Why, you know, because it's the, the most played amateur sport in Canada is soccer. Most kids under 12 amateur wise play soccer more than hockey, more than basketball, more than anything else. We get to the pros, we don't support it. What's the deal? I,
2: I think I think what it is though I could even speak to this. I think it's more of our culture thing. It's a it's like a culture shock like you know, growing up as a kid, I grew up in this thing and it's just there's so many other things around you, other all like all these external forces that just right. keep Like for example, our education system like you know, every, everybody's thinking about all these different other groups instead of just that clear mindset of soccer right like in Europe you know, they're they're it, like everyone just lives and breathes it every every single second of their life, right? So. Cities
1: get shut down for games. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's let's absolutely. call it what it is, too. The youth soccer in Canada is so big because soccer is one of the cheaper sports to put your kids in. For sure. And yeah. you, you got, you're already probably spending tons of money having them play in hockey in the winter. You want them to stay loose in the summer. So what do you do? Oh, let's put them in soccer. A lot of hockey players it's play cheaper, soccer. It's cheaper. They yeah. run a lot, but they don't care about the game. No. Yeah, and they that's play the it in problem. the summer. The parents don't give two craps about the game. Right. They let their kids play it. They don't you're want to right. watch. They don't want to play. They go for their kids, and that's it. And I've seen it countless times here.
0: You're right, because it should translate into adult fans. If you've got all these kids playing at the youth level, you're hoping that when they become adults, they're going to support the game at the professional level. But it doesn't translate. They don't become fans. So what do we need to do for 2026? And let's start by talking a little bit about that game. Canada-USA at BMO. I think it was phenomenal, it was 2-0. We had two amazing Canadian players uh, score. We had Lucas Cavallini score that, that last-minute oh, yeah. goal. That and we also had... Uh, Davies, Alfonso Davies yeah, put, a- put it in, a in, a nice put yeah, it in. 18-year-old forward. kid, Byron Munich. I see the future as being very bright with some of these talented oh, young yeah. guys. What do you think Canada's chances are to make it to the 2026 World Cup? And what do we need to do to really back this team? Because I think this is the most talented team that we've seen from Canada 100%. literally in decades.
1: Yeah. This, this team is good enough that instead of talking about 2026 World Cup, we should be talking about 2022 World Cup. They right. have a real shot at making the hex now after beating the States. If we can get a good result, and I believe it's Miami they play next month. November Orlando. If, Orlando, if yeah. we get a big result there, we have a good chance at making the hex now. And you know what, all those US pundits saying, oh, they have one player playing in the Ooh, big nice. league, Almost the majority of the U.S. players were all in MLS. The the U.S. team looked like trash. They did not look like they deserved to be there at all. Berhalter, I don't know what he's doing. Everyone's calling for his head now, the coach of U.S. They all look bad. But when you actually look at Canada's team, you got Cavallini who plays in the Mexican League. You got Jonathan David who's playing quality Europa, Europa Cup minutes. You got Davies on Bayern Munich. Well, Let's was in the EPL last year, mm-hmm. Cardiff, they got relegated, so now they're in the second division this year. You got players playing in big area, and the rest of them are all MLS. So, I mean, I don't get what US <laughs> pundits are saying, oh, they have two players playing in big leagues, and Borean, too, the goalie, he's playing out in Europe as well. They say you got two players good, Davies and Borean, what else? That's who we're losing to? Yeah. Shut up, guys, yeah. alright? Canada put you on your asses, because your team sucks, and Canada ran the field, and they're gonna do it again in Orlando. I have no worries. seeing that game, it should have been four, five, six, exactly. nothing. Alicic? Ever he say Alicic is the next wonder Kid? Davies yeah. ran circles
0: around yeah. that guy. Are yeah. you kidding
1: me? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Neat I call. didn't he
1: had to get subbed off. <laughs>
0: It's not bad. I'm, I'm loving the passion from you, man. I'm oh, loving man. the passion. <laughs> Nothing pisses me off more Go than any. American
1: bias to sports. Yeah. Okay, they act like they're the only people in the world that do anything. And you know what? I'm here <laughs> to tell you, you guys are done. Your time as soccer powerhouses is over. You guys got no one. I swear to God, I wish we could get Bradley and Altidore to come over to Canada because they disrespect them so much. It's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Right. We gotta get the you know too.
2: You know what the best part is when we beat? It was on ESPN. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? I
0: think you're right. They're gonna struggle. U.S. Is, is in real trouble right now. And if they can't get their shit together, they're gonna be in trouble moving forward. So I totally agree with you. And props to you, bro. I, I love the uh, the anger. It's like coming out. It's the real, real Niko's coming out. I, I've We're been going it. at I've
1: been going at Twitter all weekend with people Good in the man. States talking about how bad Canada is and Listen, how, how the US alerts. should deserve to lose to them. Please. They didn't lose to us, right? USA didn't lose to Canada. No. Canada beat USA. Exactly. Absolutely yeah it
0: was a clear uh superior match by the canadians well Uh, technically tactically well deserved win i hope that they can do it again in orlando uh on the uh the away game so we'll see what happens uh guys generally let's give our our prognostication for tfc playoff run let's say what's gonna happen let's start with dante Uh, dante what happens on wednesday with TFC versus new york
2: we go into new york we hit him in the mouth you know, I, I could see I could see us taking this game 2 nothing. So are you changing your prediction? Your I, prediction was
1: originally we win one game and we lose the next percent I am gonna change game.
2: my prediction because we're gonna come in, we're gonna hit in the mouth,
1: and we're gonna score a late goal to seal it. That's my prediction. Two nothing.
0: Alright, go ahead.
1: I mean I said it last podcast, TFC's making it to the finals and they're winning it. I'm sticking by that. Nothing they did yesterday gives me enough reason to dissuade my opinion. They proved it. I mean, sure, they look shaky in the first 90, but after in that first 15 minutes, four goals, that team exactly. shows up on Wednesday, we're beating New York. Game that over, team yeah. shows up any day, yeah. we're winning any single game exactly. we play. So I'm sticking with my prediction. They're going all the way. Yeah, I I, I got to
0: agree with you. If they show up the way that they did in extra time, they will definitely beat New York. But in regular time, Westberg saved their ass. If it wasn't for him, they would have been done. Wayne Rooney was non-existent. If you get a player who is on his game, and is really showing up for that game, TFC is gonna lose in regular time. That's my prediction. So I was wrong the first game. I said they would be eliminated. I thought in extra time they were gonna be eliminated. They came out on fire, ended up winning five to one. I was dead wrong. But if they show up the same way that they did during regular time, they're gonna be in trouble. TFC loses in New York. I'm just waiting for some heads to roll. It's gonna happen. They're not going all the way. They're not making the MLS Cup this year. Heads will roll. And that's my prediction. So I got a question for you, Toe. Was yep. that
1: win yesterday enough for Vanny to keep his job next
0: year? Um, I'm gonna that's say, I'm question. gonna say no. <laughs> it wasn't because I think Vanny was sweating. I was sitting in the second row in section 123, right behind the TFC bench, and his ass was on fire. He was by the heater. They had these massive propane heaters, and the sweat—I <laughs> could see the sweat pouring down the side of Vanny's it's head. Scarf, he had a really too. nice suit on. He had a scarf. His <laughs> hair was really wavy, really nice, well put together. But he was sweating in that last minute when DC scored, he literally shit his pants. He was by that that (laughs) propane heater and I could almost smell the shit. It was just unbelievable. So I thought that in extra time they were done. So I'm going to say that they will be done in New York. It's sad to say, Vanny, your time is coming to an end. You made it by basically a, a hair. So get ready next game could be your last one. We'll see what happens although I do wish TFC the best of luck I hope they make it because they got some phenomenal young players especially guys like Larea. Um, I hope I know he's gonna play Delgado but I'd like to see some other guys start. We'll see what happens guys, Thanks so much. Uh, this was an amazing episode. Again, let's thank our sponsors, Cataldi Fresh Market, two locations, one in Woodbridge, one in Toronto. We also have Louis from Now R- Nine Round Fitness Kickboxing. Support him. One location in Vaughan, one in Maple. We will see you next week when we talk about what happens with TFC in New York and if Vanny hits the chopping block. Thanks, guys. We'll see you then.